Welcome to the Ecom School Podcast, where you'll discover the hidden secrets behind six, seven, and eight-figure ecom stores. Here's your host, e-commerce legend and founder of the Ecom School, Daniel Taylor. Welcome back. I'm your host, Daniel Taylor, master instructor here at the e-commerce school, classes in session. And you probably know who I am by now if you've been listening to the podcast. Um, and this episode, I'm kind of, I kind of want to go a little bit more off the cuff. I want to kind of go off kind of using my knowledge and experience, not so much notes. Because each um, episode, I, I generally have a lot of notes. Um, each part is broken down. So the knowledge is very, you know, um, the knowledge is very specific. And it has a certain flow to make sure we're teaching you specific way uh, to all my students out there. But today I kind of want to just kind of flow a little bit more. Um, I still have some notes to make sure we don't just ramble on, you know, but we're going to stay on topic. You're going to learn a lot. In this episode, I want to really pull on my vast knowledge of how to convert a visitor. Okay, because a lot of times you may be getting traffic from various places. You look in your analytics on your uh, e-commerce store, whether it's Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever you're using. And you're like, well, I'm getting visitors, but they're just not buying. Or sometimes they even add the cart and they're abandoning cart. And you're wondering, you know, why is that? Like, how do you convert those visitors? Because that's money. You know, everybody that comes to your site has money in their pocket. And you want some of that money to be put into your bank account. Okay. And otherwise, you won't survive as a business. So I want to kind of give you some tips and tricks that we use to in order to increase that that conversion rate. Right. So that's what we're talking about. The amount of people of 100 people come to your site and two people buy. We want four people to buy. That's going to double your money and we don't have to pay for any more traffic. We don't have to do anything else. Literally, that's the best way to increase revenue and increase profit is just by simply getting more people to buy out of the pool of that's already coming. So if you're getting 100 visitors a day and you're getting one person to buy, then if we get two people to buy out of that same 100 every day, you've doubled your revenue. Does that make sense? So I'm going to give you some tips and some tricks. And one of the things I always like to tell uh, our students is, you know, the devil's in the details. And that's um, that's that's an old saying. And it's, it really rings true. It's really a good principle, you know. Now, I say devil, I don't mean necessarily, it doesn't mean the real devil or anything like that. I'm just saying as metaphorically, you know, all it's it's in the small details and changes that you can make that add up to an extra percent of conversion or an extra two percent of conversion. And a lot of times these small details is the difference between profitability and between taking a loss. And a lot of a lot of times when we look at our students uh, sites and we look through the, the details, we find little things that they can do differently that will really set them over the edge. And most of the time in business, we're looking for the big, these big giant nuggets, right? We're looking for like, where's the major thing that I can do that's going to just bring this windfall? And from my experience, sometimes that happens. Don't get me wrong. That can happen sometimes. But the majority of the times when you see a successful e-commerce business and really any business, but e-commerce business specifically, it was the all the little things that they, they started to implement that start to have an impact. And then when you add all those little things up, they became something monumentous for the company. And so that's what I want you to kind of start looking at your e-commerce business as. Like, okay, let me start finding the little details, right? So I'm going to give you some, some tips and tricks 
that you can do. Now, the first thing is card abandonment, right? This is a big issue across the industry period, right? You're going to get card abandonment. There's no way around it, right? People are going to click into your cart for whatever reason, and then they're going to leave. In my, my humble opinion, a card abandoned is the highest. Now, what, let me rephrase that. You have at you have cart abandonment, meaning add to carts, and then you have checkout, initiated checkout, and you have checkout abandonment, right? And then you have people who went through the whole process and purchased. Now, that's very important to understand. In Shopify, they parse that data for you. In other places, they, they kind of just put add to cart as one thing, like if someone added to cart. But that's very, very, very important to, that, that, that it's separated. That's why I love Shopify. And um, they need to cut me a check because, I, I mean, I just literally put everybody on Shopify. I should be an affiliate now that I think about it. Um, but you, the highest value person that isn't a customer is the person that initiated checkout but didn't complete for whatever reason, right? So adding to cart is better than just a visitor who came and left, right? So the person that came in, so so let's look at it from a physical store standpoint, right? And then we'll put it to e-commerce so you can physically visibly see, right? So let's say someone, three people walk into a store, right? Let's say four people. Let's go to four people, right? Four people walk into this particular store that sells candles, right? Now, one person comes in, picks up a candle, puts it in their cart, goes to the checkout line, goes to the cashier, the cashier checks them out, and they buy their candle and they, they leave. That person is the most valuable person to that customer out of the four because they they are a proven buyer. So that's the most valuable coveted person in that that came in the store so far. Right? Let's say the second person comes in and they they put they look around, pick up a candle, put it in their cart, walk up to the to the store, walk up to the checkout clerk. The checkout clerk is checking her out and then they go, "Oh, I left I left my wallet at home." So so the register's already rung up. They're about to put a credit card out and they say, I left my my card at home, right? And they leave to go get their credit card. Now, on their way out, they forget to come back. They may, like, somebody calls their daughter's like, oh, I got to pick my kid up from school. All this stuff happens, right? The next person, they put the stuff in the cart. They're in line and they're the third coming up. And then they just kind of just walk out. We don't know why they walked out. Maybe they look at their watch, the time, and they left. But they had the, the, the candle in their cart, right? That's the third person. And the, the last person, they just came in, looked around, and left, right? So if, let's say, the, the, the store owner had $100, and they can only spend this $100 to get one person back out of the four, right? Out of the three. One already bought, so we don't need to get her back. So out of those three people... If you had $100, who would be in 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 if that when you spend that 100, that person for sure is coming back to your store. It's like magic, right? It's a genie. Who out of those three women or throw three people, excuse me, would you spend that $100 to bring back? Now this is deep. So like hopefully you start it probably the light bulb is going off in your head. I would me personally, it would be from experience the person that was checking out that had rung up everything was digging their purse and then realized it left the credit card at home 
So they, and then so I would bring them back because they were really ready to buy, but something got in the way. Okay. Then after that, it would be the person that put the candle. They wanted it. They put it in their cart. Like, oh, I like this. They looked around, saw something they like, put it in their cart. But for whatever reason, they walked out. Right. The last person that I would spend it on. In, in terms of hierarchy would be the person that just came in and walked out because we don't know what, you know, they might have been like, ah, this, this isn't for me or I thought it was something else. We don't know why they left. Right. So if you look at it like that, then the most valuable person to your business is the person that initiated outside of the per con customers, right? Customers are always gonna be the most valuable, but the most valuable to focus on first is the person who initiates the checkout. They're the most likely that's going to buy from you, right? Because something happened during that checkout process. Their card may have been declined. They may have thought about something. They may have checked their account and said, I really don't have this. Or maybe they said, oh, I'll get right back to it. Whatever the reason, they were already there. They put in their information. They were clicking around. So they were ready. Something just happened. It happens to us all. So we want to bring that person back. Most add to cart sequences they start from the person that they it's a one catch all meaning that if they added it to cart they get the same email as the person that initiated checkout right and in when you get at higher levels you want to start to parse and speak to people where they were at so the person that was at the checkout is the hottest person right so in facebook you can retarget people who initiated checkout, especially if you're in Shopify. So the first thing I would do is make sure I'm retargeting people who have initiated checkout. I want to get those people back in their cart, right? Because they have already put their data in there. So my follow, I'm going to follow up email with them. Um, I'm going to try to everything I can do to get them back, right? Save that sale because they were ready. So, the first thing I would do is uh, initiate checkout and retarget them. Say, hey, hey, we, we, you didn't finish your, your checkout, which is a horrible thing to say, right? You don't want to say, hey, you didn't finish your checkout. That's literally the worst thing. That's the, if you do it, if you're still doing templates, man, that's horrible. Um, we, we, we always want to add urgency and scarcity. So uh, a tip is whenever you're doing any type of save a sale, add to cart, whether it's email, whether it's retargeting ad, what you want to do is, you want to say, hey, I can't hold some variation of this. I can't, we can't, uh, you didn't finish your checkout and we can't hold the item uh, for much longer, right? So um, we, I can't, we can't guarantee that it's still going to be available um, if you don't check out within the next 24 hours. We can no longer hold it for you. Please check out now to ensure that you get your product um, at the right time, right? Or whatever. So as off the top of the dome, but that's... That's a, we do a variation of that because we have to add scarcity and urgency. You know, don't just say, Hey, you forgot something in your cart. No, no. Say, Hey, like if, if someone called you, if that store called you, right. The candle store and said, Hey, we, we saw you had this nice candle. Uh, you tried to check out, you liked it, but I'm not sure we're going to have it in stock. I can only hold it for you for the next 24 hours. Can you get down here today at some time so you can come pick it up? In fact, can you get down here right now? Because Man, people are really trying to buy this thing, but I got you. I'm holding it for you. So come get it, you know? And so that that's more powerful than, hey, you forgot something. Come, You can come pick it up whenever you want. Because now this person has no urgency. They'll be like, oh, I'll get around to it when I get to it. So that's why we always want to try to 
you know, add urgency. And it's the truth, right? We can't guarantee that we're going to still have it when you when you come back. It, we know our stock isn't unlimited. So maybe we get a flood of sales and, and they set, we sell out. So we're telling the truth. We cannot guarantee that it's still going to be there. So that's one of the things you want to do is make sure you put urgency in your uh, when you go and and, and retarget, whether it's through email, whether it's SMS, whether it's Facebook ads or YouTube ads, you, whenever you do a card abandonment sequence, you want to make sure and put urgency in there. OK, most of the time what I see is like, oh, here's a 10 percent coupon. Here's a 20 percent coupon. That's that's not bad. Right. Like you still want to do that, too. But that's after the urgency. Then you can say, hey, you know, here, take an extra 10 percent off. Because you don't really want to train my my philosophy. You don't really want to train people that you know if they do something wrong, they're gonna get a discount, right? We want to train people if you complete something, you get a discount. And that's one of the things I see. I mean, a lot of times e-commerce stores, you know, we're really thirsty for sales, so we'll do anything. People will mark down their stuff to where they get a penny um, in profit, you know, just to be thirsty for a sale. So you don't want to be that thirsty company because long term you can be hurting yourself. So we don't want to do that. Right, we want our customers to come back, and we want them to pay full price. And then, if they do something good, like give us some data, if they give us some, you know, data meaning email, phone number, if they sign up for something, if they do something good, we reward them with with um, discounts. Okay. So now, let's say your add to cart abandonment rate is just through the roof, right? So now, now we, we we capture those people back, but we need to try to also do things to minimize the abandonment of the cart, right? So why would someone abandon the cart? We have we can't stop everybody. You're going to have some type of cart abandonment, right? But what we can do is ensure that they feel a need and an urgency to check out right now, because you may let's say out of 10, 10 abandoned carts, right? You got ten abandoned carts. Maybe five. It doesn't matter what you do or say. They're going to abandon it anyway. They might have just been looking around or whatever. And two, uh, they may you may be able to get them back. But you know, out of that ten, two of those out of that ten, you definitely can can um, could have stopped before they abandoned, right? So out of every ten abandonments, we'll say two you could have stopped if we put in more um, certain psychology psychological measures to stop them from not getting it right now. Because a lot of times what an add to cart abandonment, you know, sometimes it's just it's just nothing you can do about 80 percent. Right. So don't worry about that. But the two percent, 20 percent that we can do something about. Right. We got to look at it as they didn't feel the urgency to get it now. Right. So I always give this example. One time I went to a department store to buy some clothing and um, they were having this sale and when I went and got the, these particular items, they were like uh, a set. So they had four different colors of this set. And when I had got two of the sets, um, th the price was incredible, right? It was like the price I would expect it just for one item, like one, a full set was, was even cheaper than that. It was an incredible sale. So that night I went home and I had got two and I thought, but I said, man, this sale is going to be over. I need to go back and get the other two. Cause I mean, it's just the price was just too good. So then I, I, but I was like, well, I don't want to wait because then I won't get it on sale. So then I drove back up there and got the other two. Now, why am I telling you this story? Because what they did to me was create a sense of urgency, right? There was a, a discount and, and, and there was something that was going away. 
So it's not just the fact that it was discounted because it could have been discounted. And if I would have felt like, oh, this would be here next week, I would have said, oh, I'll go back up there next week and get it, right? But the urgency was, the urgency was, the urgency was that there was a expiration. There was a consequence tied to me not taking an action, right? So now we're getting deep psychological stuff here. So so what does it have to do? You may be saying, well, I have an e-commerce store because all... Business is, is psychology. All selling, no matter what it is, is psychology. And a lot of e-commerce brands and, and owners that, that aren't doing as well as they would like to do don't understand this point. It's all psychology to get people to buy. And we have to employ psychological tactics, not in a dirty way, just in a good way, to get people to take action. That sale and that kind con- those clothes, I look good in those clothes. I got complimented on those suits, and they weren't suits. They were um, like almost track suits. People, I mean, I looked good. I needed to get them, but I would have sat on my butt, lazy butt, if I hadn't, if they hadn't had a deadline and, and some urgency there. So, so urgency is always created when there's a consequence to not taking some sort of action. Okay. That's why most people get up and go to work because if they don't, I mean, think about it. How many days a week do you do do, do you feel like getting up and going to work, right? Or does the average person feel like it? Maybe three out of five days, right? Maybe four if they're just like, I love what I'm doing. But there's going to be one day out of the week where you're like, ah, I just don't, I didn't get good sleep. I just, ah, I'm just exhausted. I don't feel like it. But they get up anyway. Why? Because that urgency is created because they know by not going, there's going to be a negative consequences by not taking that action. Okay. So what does that have to do with card abandonment? Well, do they have enough negative consequences for not taking action on your your site right now? Is there a sale that do they can they visibly see a countdown timer where a sale is going to end, where that discount is going to expire? What's the consequence? Well, if you don't, if you abandon this cart right now, the consequence of that is you're going to have to pay a higher price later. And so, is that visible on your? First of all, it sh- that should be the mindset of them when they even click the button. Right. There's two consequences that we can that we can employ in e-commerce. Right. There's the consequence of the price going up and there's a consequence of the item no longer being available because it's out of stock and everyone else has bought it. Those are the two urgency consequences that we must work with. Right. So to do that, we must visibly always tell them that the item is going fast and we can't hold it and guarantee that it's not going to be sold out. The other thing we do is we say, hey, this 20%, 30% discount that you're getting, um, we have a countdown timer and we let them know like, hey, it's going to be ending soon. Two most important critical elements. Now, there should be a trick is to make sure if you if you have Shopify, you have a countdown timer on your add to cart. There should always be some type of timer, right? So a visible timer that says these, you know, we can only reserve we're, we're, uh, this is reserved, guaranteed at this price for, and then have a countdown timer there. And the timer should be like set to like five minutes or whatever, right? And so that can possibly stop one person. Like out of 10 people that abandon cart, that little countdown on your cart timer, letting them know that, you know, there's this, whatever offer you're getting right now, you're not that it's going to end, but that we can't guarantee it past this particular time. And that time should be like five minutes while they're in their cart. 
that may save one sale out of 10, out of 10 abandoned carts, right? If that just saves one, how much can that do for you, right? Now, there's also things you can do on the checkout, but if you're using Shopify, you have to have Shopify Plus in order to add things to the actual checkout page. Smart by Shopify kind of sucks for us if you're not on Shopify Plus, right? But for those of us who are on Shopify Plus, you can also add countdown timers and things to your um, to your um, to your checkout page. Now, another thing that you can do is free bonuses. So if there's like and I'm giving you a lot of a lot of a lot of, of, of secrets now. Now I'm giving you the secrets. Another thing, let's say if you have inventory that's just sitting around. That's literally just wasting away because you can't even get rid of it, right? You overbought something. It could be old inventory, whatever. Don't do this with new selling inventory. What you can do is just say, look, this inventory is sitting around anyway. You can add it as a free bonus to if they buy this and say this free bonus is only available for the next 24 hours or it's only available, you know, right now. If you if you check out, if you don't check out, then the, the bonuses may be all gone is while supplies last so you can put that on your page like hey everybody who orders right now is going to get a free bonus of this other product and that supply is is limited so you know once this run this extra bonus runs out then you know you're no longer going to be able to get it so that also creates urgency like they're like oh i want that free bonus i get something extra people love free bonuses now again it has to be smart you know you, ha- you can't you know like i don't know exactly what your story is so if like your bonus can't, it shouldn't be something that costs like $150. It should be something cheap that doesn't really even cost you anything. You know, like that, that it's, you don't, you're not trying to add like, you know, uh, if you if you have a blender, you don't want to add like another blender or nothing like that, right? You just want something that, or you could add another blender if it's still profitable. Now, if the numbers make sense, you know, you can do whatever to, to kind of, if the numbers still make sense, then you can add whatever you want. Don't do it to where you're losing money. The point of it is it doesn't matter anyway. This is just old stock that's just sitting around of something, but we can then package it with something else and as a free bonus, and that makes people want to make sure and check out now. It creates that urgency, right? So, And that's another good way to liquidate your, your, your inventory because you're going to increase your conversions on that other product, and you're getting rid of that old inventory that you're just sitting around that stale that ain't selling. Right. So that's that's a million dollar tip right there that we, we give to our students. If you're in the ecom, um, if you're in the ecom uh, accelerator of uh, the ecom school, the ecom accelerator program, then you are. You, this is the type of stuff that, you know, right? Like that's how one of our secret weapons is to, to liquidating. And then even when you do it with the, the bonus, you can also increase the price of the original product because the perceived value goes up. It's like I'm getting all this for this lower price, but the price can be higher. So you can even integrate the price. Let's say you can integrate the wholesale price of that other product into the product that they're buying and advertise as a free bonus then now you've even broke even on that product over there and you're profitable still 100 percent over here on the product that you're selling on the front end the, the original product so i if that's confusing to you let's put it like this let's say we're selling uh let's say we're selling um um, microphones right and we have this particular microphone that's just selling that's selling like crazy right or that's selling okay now we have a, we have all these microphone cords, 
right, that we bought, we overbought all these microphone cords and people aren't really buying these cords no more, right? They're not really buying this particular cord, this microphone cord. So what we can do is we can say, hey, instead of, you know, instead of saying trying to upsell the cord and all that, it's just not selling like that. We can say, hey, everybody that buys this microphone right now gets a free cord while supplies last. And the free cord is worth, let's say, 20 bucks is a $20 microphone cord retail. Now you only pay, let's say three bucks for the cord, right? What you can do is then just raise the price of the microphone three or four or five bucks, right? So the microphone costs a, uh, uh, 90, you have it on sale, you have it on sale for 90 bucks. The cord usually costs 30 bucks. Everybody knows our 20 bucks, right? It's a $20 cord. So you can say, okay, well, instead of charging $90 for the microphone, you charge, you integrate that the wholesale price of the cord three dollars into the microphone cost so now you charge let's say 95 bucks for the microphone but you say hey you get the microphone and as a free bonus you get the cord in their mind they're still going to see like oh this is i'm still getting way more, i'm only paying 95 bucks but i'm getting all this extra value right this cord is extra value for free that's an extra 20 bucks worth of stuff that i'm getting and i need to get it while supplies last that's a psychology going on okay so so when you do the free bonus, now what you've done is not only are you liquidating your old stale product that ain't moving, you're also able to get uh, get your wholesale value back, the price that you paid wholesale. And on top of that, you're also able to uh, liquidate and, and increase the perceived value of this microphone. You're probably going to increase your sales and your conversion rate and your abandoned cart rate is going to go down because people don't want to miss out on getting that free item because you say, hey, we only have 20 left or whatever. Make sure you have, you, you let them know like the limited supply, like, hey, we only have about 20 left. We anticipate that this is probably going to be gone in the next, you know, day or two, right? We're going to be out of it while, you know, so the bonus will go away. Or maybe you put a time bonus on it, like, hey, we're only going to do this for, you know, you're only going to get this extra cord for two days. You know, after that, we're going to take it away. No more free bonus, right? So there's ways that that's what I'm saying. There's ways of doing it. And you just figure out whatever you sell, you know, you can do it store wide. Hey, if you buy anything you buy right now for the next, you know, uh, seven days, you get this bonus on top of it. Right. And that's just some liquidated product that you just didn't have that you didn't, you know, that you didn't wasn't sold and that you didn't have, excuse me, that you just wasn't wasn't selling. Okay. I hope you're taking notes and you understand what I'm telling you. Now, if you're doing drop shipping, that's a harder play, right? So if you're doing drop shipping, uh, what you can do is you can do, you can give the bonus integrated into the regular price, right? Make sure you're not, it's all about the numbers, right? So, so you can still do this tactic, but you basically would integrate your cost uh, of the drop shipping product and raise the price of the product, the original product. By a certain amount. Now, let's say you know you don't have any price elasticity. So, if you don't know what that means, you should really understand that. If you're in e-commerce, you got to understand what price elasticity means, right? That means you know basically if you raise the price, how much will the demand go down? If you lower the price, how much will the demand go up, right? That's called price elasticity. And we want things that are pretty elastic, so that way, even if you raise it by a few dollars, people still see it as a good value, right? They still and you're still going to be profitable. That's what that's important. So. What you can do as a drop shipper is give the bonus and just integrate that into the price. Maybe you you are if you don't integrate into the price, maybe, you know, it's something cheap that, you know, uh, 
you can the markup of whatever it is the original product is covers the cost of that as well and now you have a free bonus and people now are like oh i want this free item see and these are tactics that 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 if you use them they work really well and they work every time because this is just psychological right whenever we, if someone says hey you're going to get this free if you get this item then and that's the item you wanted anyway but we only you're only going to get this extra item free for the for today only if you walk into a store right and you saw that you're like oh okay i need this item oh i get to get this free but i only can do it for today well let me get make sure i get it now because i'm gonna buy this item anyway in the future so why not get something free with it why not get something else valuable with it and that's the psychology now what that will do is that will help your abandoned cart rate why because when you have something that there's a consequence to like i won't get this bonus i won't get this extra value i'm gonna have to pay more that creates urgency and will will carry with that person through the checkout okay we have to understand this psychology some abandoned carts you're not going to be able to do anything about but some of them you can 20 percent you can probably start catching so if you do the bonus tactic that i just gave you you're probably going to end up uh changing the course of your e-commerce business you're going to see that it's going like i just really gave you a gym so if you apply that watch the conversions the conversions of your e-commerce store will go up and your your card abandon rate will go down okay so if you want to you know learn more stuff like this and also learn you know paid ads and really how to take e-commerce store to the next level if you're making less than 10 to fifteen thousand dollars uh per month consistently in your e-commerce store then i would suggest you join the, e the e-commerce accelerator program and th that program specifically is for companies that are trying to get to 10 15 basically get to six figures a year right if you ha if you're not getting six figures a year you're not doing five figures a month consistently right not income events but it consistently you have a if you don't have a paid a paid advertising strategy that's make bringing you customers every single day then you need to be in the 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 ecom accelerator program um at the ecom school so if you want to learn more about that program go to www.theecomschool.com slash learn l-e-a-r-n for those who can't uh spell too well which i'm sure you probably can spell just fine so it's the 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 ecom school.com slash learn and if you go there you'll see more about the program and how to uh, apply for the program uh etc okay so I, I, listen you don't have to do e-commerce alone right you don't have to try to figure all this stuff out like why would you try to figure all this out when we got 15 decades really of experience because now we're going on about 16 years of experience in e-commerce running paid ads selling products on the internet so like we i mean 16 consecutive years of doing that and making lots of money spending money losing money learning getting data so like why would you try to why would you now go and start from the beginning and not take advantage of all that experience and then you could just have what works right now you don't have to try to lose money you don't have to try to figure it out you don't have to wait you just take the shortcut right and that's that's to me you know intelligence you know it's like when when you just stand on the shoulder of all the other people that came before you right you don't have to be the pioneer with all the arrows in your back you can just come through on the paved road because your goal is to make money be successful live your life live your lifestyle your goal isn't to sit here for 15 years and figure out all the trials and tribulations of what to do and what not to do and to make all the same mistakes that we made over the past 16 years. Your job is to say, oh, I can learn from them and just take what works, make the money and go live your life. OK, 
we've already paved that path for you. So there's no point in you going and trying to, unless you're just that type of person, like you like losing money, you like not knowing where the next dollar's coming from, you like not being, you know, financially set, um, you know, you like your, just having stores up that ain't making money and losing money. If you like that, then yeah, you don't need to be in the e-com accelerator program. But if you are somebody that's like, Hey, that's not what I like. I like to just get told what to do, how to do it and, and, and get the result. And then from there you can build upon that and add stuff that you want to add or do things your way, but just do lay the foundation so you can get to that level of success, 10 K 15 K a month. If you, if that's what you want and you want to get there quickly, Go to www.theecomschool.com slash learn and um, learn more about the program. And I'm telling you, you need to be a student because what I just gave you was a tip of the iceberg of what's out there for you. Okay, so come on in and uh, I'll see you soon.